Welcome to Here's What You Do, an advice podcast from an optimist, a pessimist, and a nihilist who managed to start a company together. And even that decision took a few years. I'm Steven. I've been called an optimist, but I prefer passionate. Gross. I'm Ryan. I've been called a pessimist, but I prefer pragmatic. And I'm Shane. I've been called a nihilist, but I prefer existentially grounded. As always, we'll be answering three questions submitted by you. If you'd like to submit questions for a future episode, swing by patreon.com slash watcher or send an email to hwydpod at gmail.com. Today's oh my topic. gosh. Sick shirt, Shane. Oh. Hold up. Interrupting Ryan. Got your Illuminati's pizza shirt. Yeah. I've, I've trotted this one out before. Where's but, that? Uh, Where's that from? It's from Lou Malnati's, uh, the, Where's the My favorite pizza in Chicago. You know what I'm wearing? That's right, no. baby. Oh, in and out. Oh, wow. Chicago versus LA here. I love yeah, well, to see it. I mean, this no is contest. deep dish pizza versus a, you know, a B plus burger. Uh, a plus burger. One that was recognized by one uh, Anthony Bourdain. R.I.P. Anyways. You can't just <clears throat> trot that out like that. I just did, though. Anyways, uh, also, today's topics uh, Bourdain, are. Bourdain, if we're going to pay tribute to Bourdain, we should say that he hated deep dish pizza. So, sounds like two for me, zero for Shane. All right, let's move into these topics here. <laughs> My friend always talks about her boyfriend. <laughs> uh, French or, that was not me saying that. That was, uh, that's one of the topics. Uh, French or Spanish. And uh, a, a basketball related question. That should be fun for everybody here. Um, I picked that so, one. And yeah, that's, that's the craziest part about that puzzle is Shane picked that one. Uh, Love to hear it. Didn't have that on your bingo board, did you? All right, <laughs> let's move to the first question here, which was the one. Are they, are, I know, uh, now hang on a sec. I know a lot of people have a bingo card for this uh, podcast. That's a bingo. Sure. Yeah, right. They should put Christian one on points. there, though, for when we talk about the bingo card. Mm. That's so a little, meta. A little How meta square. Meta. That's too meta. I don't mind it. Something to think about. Uh, okay, Ryan. Take it away with the first question. Hair in my as you were already doing before I interrupted you. That's right. <clears throat> All right. Uh, hi guys. Uh, this one, hi. I guess we could. I guess we could make up a, a name for this person. Uh, Emily. Uh, I don't. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> Good one. Hey, you should go with back. I don't know if this hey, is. I, don't I have know. a name. I have a name. Uh, Emily. Well, this Suttle. isn't your question. I don't. I don't know how this person identifies, so I will just call them Thor. Hi guys, I have a concern that's been bugging me for a couple weeks now. My best friend always has to have a boyfriend. These guys always treat her really badly and she always ends up getting hurt. However, when she's in a relationship, the only thing she ever talks about is her boyfriend. I get that she's really excited, but I wish we could talk about other things. When she's single, she's so fun and has so many interesting things to say. But as soon as she gets a boyfriend, He's all she ever talks about. How do I approach this situation without hurting her feelings? You guys are great. Signed, Thor. Well, Thor, huh, this is, a, this is a tough one because you don't want, one of the worst things I think you can do is crush someone's joy or excitement as a human. However. You mean, you mean to say, yuck, they're yum. 
I don't. Well, I just had a weird throat noise. I apologize to the listeners. I think it's appropriate because that phrase is just kind of gross. I don't don't like it. Um, Don't be yucking on his yum. Isn't that a Zay? I think that's a Zay Frank phrase. I don't know if he originated it, but. I don't know. Uh, I won't be incorporating it into my day to day. Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I don't think you should crush someone's joy, but at the same time, there comes a, a time when your own joy does factor in here. And you could say nicely, like, hey, I love talking uh, about your boyfriend. I do. I like connecting you with you on that front. However, I really do enjoy talking to, you know, connecting with you on topics that relate to just me and you, um, because you are my friend and we were friends before this relationship. So I would appreciate it as if we could just make some time for you and I as well. And that's it. You know, you, you, basically what you're doing is uh, you're setting your, your boundaries there. Uh, as a people pleaser myself, I often and still struggle with the, the opportunity to set boundaries. But what boundaries do do is it shows uh, it actually, instead of causing conflicts, more often than not, it will elicit respect from the other person because they know that you respect them because you respect them enough to let them know what your boundaries are um and they will often respect them and then return the favor so uh, i would say that you could just set that boundary and all will be well it doesn't have to be a big thing it's just you saying how you feel and uh and if they take issue with it then you just talk it out it's as simple as that uh i'll jump in here and say um yeah i you know i i knew some people growing up who were always um relationship people you know, yeah. some some habitual relationshipers uh, who would always be jumping from from one significant other to the next. And you'd be like, whoa, take a take a break, man. Um, and, uh, you know, I can't put myself in the minds of those people and I don't know how they work. Uh, it's very strange. I guess some people just like that in their lives. Um. So I don't really know what to say on this one. Uh, you know, stop being friends with them. <laughs> I don't think it's a matter of uh, them always being with the with a person. I think, I mean, that was in the question, but I think the seems more, like the, it. And they talk about the more all pressing the time. thing is they always talk about them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have good, <laughs> I don't have good advice for this one. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. <That's> a, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Can't always win them. Can't can't <laughs> win them all. Um, <laughs> In lieu of giving bad advice, I just prefer to give no advice at all on this one and say, well, it sounds like your friend might be a little annoying. Um, yeah, try yeah. to just accept them for who they are. And uh, some people like to talk about their boyfriends. So you just set a boundary. It's pretty simple. Yeah, know. whatever. Or just change the subject every time. Be like, hey, uh, did you see your movies? Uh, hey, you like Hot Pockets? Stuff like that, you know? And then Thor's like... My boyfriend loves Hot Pockets. My boyfriend saw a movie. And then just at that point, just be like, can you shut the fuck up? (laughs) Yeah. Or yeah, when she's talking about the boyfriend, just don't even say anything. Just make really loud noises until she stops talking. Just go. This is all terrible advice. This stinks. This is all bad advice. I don't know what to do in this situation, honestly. And look, you know. Our advice is generally bad, so That's take true. it with a. We should have called this podcast gr- a grain, grain of salt. salt, or it could be called "Here's what you don't do." I've also yeah, I was going to say like maybe just don't feed into the conversation, like try and change a subject every time. But I've also known people who have conversational hangups where they tend to circle around the same thing, and you try and 
I've tried to move them away from it and it doesn't work. Yeah. It really doesn't. There are people are going to talk about what they want to talk about. So it's like me whenever I bring up poop, I can't get away from it. It's like my the the gravity of my brain just pulls me towards that subject, which is funny because there is a gravity to poop when you think about it. You know, <laughs> when it falls right out your butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephen, you got any advice here? <laughs> I, I I don't know how to really approach the conversation. There's, I think there's the way that I would do it, which maybe isn't the way you should. Yeah, uh, is I would just do the thing Ryan said, which is just bring it up, set a boundary, uh, talk about it, and if they're your best friend, um, they'll handle it fine. Um, but if you, yeah. if they're maybe a little bit less inclined to be okay with that. Maybe try to like throw a a, a a scenario at them and be like, what do you think about the situation yeah. if you had a friend who was doing this? And then they're like, oh, no, you should do this. And then you use their advice on themselves. Boom, you're in. So I, I, this one's tough, but I, I would just be honest personally. But if you want to go roundabout, go roundabout. Shane seems like he has an idea. Well, interesting flip side to this, because sometimes there are many facets to these things. Um, yes, flip it. Sometimes. This person might need to do some introspection as well, because so I have known some people who are just single people who get fed up with, like, any relationship talk. Mm. Um, and they view it as like, oh, this person's always so, they're so much more fun when they're single. Um solely That's because true. they're not relationship people. I'm not accusing this person of that, but I'm saying the, well, there's so much fun when they're single aspect of it makes me think, well, maybe. Well, no one's not been, and everyone has benefited from a little introspection. It's it's a good thing to do. So that's true. I think as a general rule of thumb, that's not, that's general good advice. I will also say that we need to just, just normalize the setting of boundaries. It's not this crazy bad thing that always results in conflict or is going to piss people off or or it's seen as selfish. Uh, it's, it's really just that if everyone set boundaries and everyone was honest and genuine about what they need, there would be a lot less conflict, actually. Uh, so that, that's all that's I have to say. Great point, Ryan. Uh, Should I set some boundaries right now with you? Yeah, yeah. go for it. Yeah. I got none. Oh. You're, you're oh. wonderful, Ryan. Uh <laughs> His face was so uh, like stern before he. Yeah, he started said like he doing had... that thing too when someone kind of like has something that's like really emotionally like it's almost like they're gearing themselves up to say something emotional, yeah, and then the, they just stopped. So I was yeah. I was uh, I was I was a little disappointed by it. Um, anyways, let's move on to the next question here. Yeah, look, you know, give us an update. Let us know how <laughs> that goes. If you give us an update, then we'll fill everybody else in and let our audience know basically what has transpired since we gave you uh the advice yeah just go have a conversation you don't got to go full kylo ren on them um just uh-huh. screaming at them you know <laughs> yeah. good film love a sith wayfinder yeah definitely. let's move on to our next question but Sounds before like we do the wayfinder in the script writing process <laughs> oh script wayfinder hello <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, before we hit our next question, a word from our sponsor. Um, Steven, take it away. All right. So, hello. Hey, this is from person. Their name is either Amen or Amen. I'm going to just go cool. with. It says like in the Bible. 
but people pronounce it differently, so I'm going to say... Oh, they do? Amen. Oh, the more you know. Hey, my name is Amen, and I've been struggling Whoa, with a decision. Oh, okay. I'm generally an indecisive person. So I was wondering whether okay. you could help since I generally agree with your advice on the podcast. Surprise. By the way, it's a surprise to me. Uh, is he talking uh, <laughs> to you? How do you know he's talking to you? Well, okay, true. I don't know who, who this person is talking to, but... It's very open-ended. I'm moving to high school, and I have to make a choice to continue with Spanish or French. I've been taking French for a longer time, but I'm an all-A student in French is my only B, and I struggle with it quite often, however. Yeah. I get A-pluses all the time in Spanish, and I enjoy it more, but I've been learning French for much longer, so the reason I'm struggling may just be because it's more advanced, and right now I'm learning Spanish on a basic level. That was quite the sentence. And that was my commentary, not the... They didn't say that. My parents are leaning toward French, and I'm not sure, but I'm relatively sure I want to do Spanish. My parents may force me to do French anyway, so I, should I possibly tarnish my report but keep my parents happy and not let six-ish years go to waste or go to Spanish, which I risk being blindsided when things get more advanced? By the way, if it helps, I'm going to high school. High school? You had six years of language by high school there I, f I feel like a lot of curriculum nowadays actually prioritizes learning languages a lot earlier on Jeez. um makes I, sense because it's children's brains are like sponges when they're younger so i yep. like i know in illinois what? anyway they they introduce foreign language a lot sooner yeah. than they did when i was in wow uh, shane could you school. imagine if they applied that same logic to teaching you practical life skills at a younger that'd, age that'd be great that'd be wow. really good <laughs> I would have loved to start learning French when I was like five. That would be great. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I, I just picture Stephen like Lim speaking French. And I bet you he'd be insufferable ordering <laughs> you know, whatever French people order at restaurants. I can't yeah. even like jokingly, I was going to do like a fake Stephen French thing, but I, I don't even know any French words. All right. So my, my response to this is, I think you know what the answer is. I think it's in your heart. You want to do Spanish. <laughs> Sorry. No, Steven's right, Ryan. Laugh no, all you right. want. No, he's right. I just wasn't expecting such like a like a You can mock him with your little titters, but I wasn't is... mocking. I just wasn't expecting such a genuine answer. <laughs> it was it was very heartfelt. Well, uh, well this has happened anyway. a few times on this podcast where every now and then we get a question and you can look at the wording in the question and realize that the person is it's there. They're mapping it all out. They're right. They're revealing yeah, yeah. their intentions without even knowing it. That's true. I mean, yeah. They, they say, I'm relatively sure I want to do Spanish. And, okay, mm. one problem here is uh, that you're bringing up is this idea of grades. And let me tell you, Stephen Lim took grades as seriously as anybody can take grades Oh yeah, what was your in GPA? high school. What was your GPA? What was your like five point something. It didn't even make sense. It's like That's 5.3. <laughs> it didn't even make sense. It's because you would get like an extra the, point oh three. The administrators at the school were looking at his GPA and they're like, it doesn't even make sense. We don't know what he's done. I was, um, I was. What did you do? Second in my class in high school out of whatever, 800 plus kids. And oh, wow. Nobody well, cares. Nice try. Nobody cares. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it sounds uh, like thanks, you really Shane. beefed it at the finish line there. Who's the, why, why don't we have the guy who got first place in your school on this podcast? Let's get him <laughs> in here. All, it was a lady. And she yeah, you piece was of shit. shit. She was a shit. genius. She was absolutely my arch nemesis, also a good friend. Shiningly, shout out to Shining. Where's she buried? 
Um, <laughs> no, she's she wasn't buried anywhere. She's a wonderful person. Um, but was she a robot? Likely thing to say. A likely thing to say. Was she like she, a robot? Was she like a robot? Be crazy. Yeah, she was that robot she, that talks. The no. one that's starting to get sentient. Oh, the, What's like her the, name? Like the Cynthia? Honda robot or whatever. Yeah, she's that Cynthia robot. <laughs> Here's the thing about her. That's Damn, the you only limb, limb, great. You will that's not best me today. <laughs> smarter than Stephen Lim. <laughs> it's like that episode of The Office where it's Dwight versus the computer. It's Lim versus the computer. The entire high school is watching them <laughs> battle yeah. it out in arithmetic on stage. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I'm not going to let Steven my friend go. Shining uh, get uh, dunked on right now. She was a wonderful person who did not care about grades at all and yet still was... You know those people who just like are better than you at everything and they don't even care that they are? I've known people that are better than me at things when they don't care as much and yes, it's infuriating. But I will also like, say that there are things I'm sure that you're good at that you don't care about and it probably infuriates the other person. You're a, a person probably. who sees you as a nemesis. All that to say, grades don't matter. Uh, and it sounds like you're going to do Spanish. Do Spanish, you know. Uh, you can always pick up French later in life. Go go do more French classes, maybe in college. Uh, move to France. Uh, but if you want to start building your language foundation with Spanish at this point of your life, go for it. And Spanish is very useful. I, I took some Spanish in high school, and it's helped me now that I live in L.A. with a highly populated Spanish-speaking community. And uh, not that it helps me at all, but I can kind of, you know, understand some signs here and there. And yeah, it's a great language. Love it. Not to be the cold, hard facts guy here, though. Uh, and I, I, I will admit grades in the grand scheme of life ultimately mean nothing. But I will say that they do help you get into certain colleges. No, that's true. So there is a, an unfortunate part of this, because I guess you have to ask yourself what's more important to you. Are, is your true passion here the pursuit of knowledge? Or are you just trying to run up the score here so that you could get those that report card looking good for college? Both are valid, you know? You know, I think that the trend is moving away from grades, by the way. Like, a lot of standardized tests don't matter anymore. A lot of it is really based on the essay and your story. I'm just, like, I think, I can't remember what school, but they were just like, we don't take ACT or SAT anymore. We're just going to go based on what we, you know, on your application. What school was that? Probably like U C L A or something. I don't know. Some grade school. school. <laughs> you just pulled that out of your ass. <laughs> I'm looking know. at it right now. That's probably U C essay like school. I I I wish it was like that. Maybe I'm just ignorant in the sense that I don't know how things are trended. Cool. Hey, pizza. But what I was going to say is that both are valid. If you want to, you know, get a good transcript in order that's fine but if you make the decision that you also just want to pursue the knowledge you're actually uh more curious about it seems like you've already got a pretty good handle on spanish if you want to fill your brain out with uh some french i'll say that you know 10 years from now when you're past college you're past uh academia it's going to be pretty cool that you're trilingual as far as i know maybe even more so uh if that's, that's something that interests you, then go for that. It's you got to know you got to judge what's important to you right now. Uh, what are you going to look back on ten years from now and be happy that you did? Because they could still, uh, I mean, foreseeably continue the French on their own terms. That's true. If their they could. Parents are really insistent about it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with cold hard facts of a different kind, Ooh. and say that yes, grades are important, but um, um languages are an incredible asset when you're 
uh, applying Indeed. for jobs or, That's true. or looking for work. And I'm looking at a chart here. I don't know how how he's up not to even, date he's this not, is. He doesn't even have a computer. No, these are real online. charts. I'm one hundred percent real charts. Um, he just ha- he's looking at the charts that Trump handed to uh, that guy that was interviewing him on HBO Axios. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> just crayon. <laughs> um, dumbest motherfucker on the planet. Uh, now here's here's what I'll say. This is a chart of the most spoken languages around the world. Um, in at number four is Spanish with 534 million speakers. Damn. That's a lot. Uh, beneath that is French, uh, but it's only 279 million. So that's almost half. And I will say as I don't know where this person lives, so it, it could depend where they are. I know in America having Spanish as a. Uh, as a something as a language you know is an incredibly valuable asset um yes yes uh considering the population uh here in la if i were looking for a job somewhere and i was like well i speak french is that helpful in any way for all uh the french tourists we have here i don't think yeah. people are going to care very much um, i don't think they even speak french at sur la ta i don't think well well that was really impressive yeah, they certainly don't um, speak French at me when I steal their uh, free espressos in the back of the store. Oh, those are delicious. They're really good. That's like the, the Costco of uh, high-end uh, cookware. Oh, time. I love in terms of I love that. Steven, do you steal a little espresso from there? Well, it's I not don't. stealing. It's, it's a sample. So you, you don't want to make yourself out to be a bad boy when you're not a bad boy. I just love that they have those. I mean, they got to know. Unless you're taking just, like five, in which case you could say you stole four of them. I certainly do have a couple. Oh, I like I to. Knew you would. You. I'm bad like. Well. <laughs> well. Now here's the thing. I am in the market for one of these six thousand dollar coffee machines. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just like to sample a few of them. I'll Let me have, have a few six of them. more while I jog my mind about the purchase. What time are you going there? That you're sampling four cups cups of espresso. I, every day there's no he one there right now because of because of the quarantine what, like so i just go and <laughs> no, well, I don't even go when to... watcher was uh, when we were going into the office we all know that shane made a stop at the grove and went to sur la ta and <laughs> pounded eight espresso shots uh it's just um, part of the morning right. routine routines are important it's, it's a wonderful store well can i can i chime in real quick i yeah i sure. want to actually if provide the counterpoint to the utility of language Sure. I don't I don't care about that. And maybe this is weird because I feel like well, I'm on the opposite side of the fence here. Like, honestly, languages are beautiful and do what you want to do. I mean, agree. Like, you want to learn Spanish, learn Spanish. Like, who cares how many people speak a language? I mean, obviously it's helpful, but like... I mean, it is the I way know. that humans I, communicate with each other, which is what we're all sure. after, connectivity. I, I think my frustration comes from it, the it fact does. that so many languages have died because people were like, oh, well, it's not really useful anymore. And so, like, let's overrun all these people with english like let's not yeah use- I no agreed i get that i get that um so but uh, yes that's true though not everyone has the free time to learn a dead language um that's true or a dying language uh it is an well, incredible yeah, that's commitment the problem, i don't know though. i don't know who the onus is on there like i'm i'm certainly not learning latin um i am a i am a bit yeah. of a bit of a philistine when it comes to languages i only know english and a little bit of german after four this often years comes of- into play too when like you watch like a history documentary and like they say like oh this text if only someone spoke sumerian 
we would actually know what it means, but because no one knows, it's going to be lost to time. That kind of sucks. Uh, but I will say, in general, if you're applying to a job and you have the same exact resume as somebody else, but the only difference is you have, you're have trilingual and they are just speaking regular old English, you're probably going to get that job. Then, you know? Yeah. So there's utility to it. Even so, if the language way, is obscure. Depends what by you're after. People, French is, a, as Stephen said, a beautiful language. It is. Um, boy, does it flow. Spanish as well, though. You know? Yes. Like, yeah. each each language has its own beautiful little vibe, except for German, which is a very, um, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's, it's a harsh language. But And Shane says that, by the way. Uh, as a German... With, as, and, have, having had German roots and having but he spent also took four years in German <laughs> four years of German of which he has a vast dictionary of three words that he could say in German um which uh, unsolved fans know one of which is mustard which he I remember an episode actually my senior Zemp. year of of high school my German class went on a um exchange trip to Germany and all, I probably should have gone. It would have been, I think I've talked about this before. One, I thought like, well, this is too expensive. But two, I was like, well, I don't feel like I know enough German to really go on this trip. I feel like I would, I would be living with people and just trying to, just, just shouting mustard at them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but the thing was, like, my Tall friends strange, were in man, these same classes, mustard. which, like, they also did not know much, and. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite stories is that on the plane, um, uh, like one of the uh, attendants came over to them and they asked him a question. And I think the question was basically like, do you want the vegetables or the chicken? And my friend just said, he, he couldn't remember the word for chicken, but he kind of remembered the sound of it. So he just said, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, Hinchin? And he was like, Yeah, canal. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, but yeah, it sounds very stressful. Uh, learn as many languages as you can. I'm saying, like, go yeah. for Spanish. Try and convince your parents. If it sounds like that's what you really want to do. If yeah. they're insistent about French, be like, Well, look, I really care about this. Um, for sure. Also, if, if you're just getting into high school, I. I wouldn't Plain worry time. about a learning curve because there's yeah. they probably having like a 101 class i assume they're not going to toss you into the into the fray in like a like a mid-range class so you're fine yeah i mean you know as somebody in the back nine of my 20s here i wish i would have spent more time learning a language i i barely even know the spanish which i'm half mexican and that's uh that's embarrassing and uh, I don't, I know, I don't know a lick of Japanese, um, which is the other half of me. So uh, you know, I, I wish I would have put more time in. Frankly, sorry, man. Also, um, I, I said now I'm just going to be an to old man filled with regret. Filled with regret. An old man uh, filled with real quick. Regret. I, I <laughs> that's uh, Ken Watanabe in um, Inception. Saito, uh, baby. <laughs> I just bought the airline. It was. It was. Cleaner. Cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to our final question. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't wait for this one. My name is Derek Kang, 21, writing from Dallas, Texas. Hey, so, say hi to my dad for me. There's an exclamation point there, so I really tried to sell that. Feel free to use my name, but I wouldn't say no to a sweet nickname. Uh, 
uh, jumble ju, uh, jumble buns, old ju- <laughs> jumble buns, jumble buns. <laughs> <laughs> hi watcher gang congrats on a fantastic season of weird wonderful world oh this must have been an old question they've been the high point of my recent weeks along with every new here's what you do episode now here's the situation Ooh, that's that's good oh yeah let's get in let's get to brass tacks here i play a lot of basketball with my friends just like ryan and steven nice <laughs> because of covid i've been playing more one-on-one with my close buddy that's clearly bigger taller and stronger than me here's the problem <laughs> He's always beat me in a game of 31. 21 is too easy. Does that mean you go to that many points? Yeah, there's that could either mean he's playing one-on-one to 31. There's also a game of basketball called 21 where it could oh. be one-on-one-on-one-on-one. On one on one on one. However many people play is the first to get to 21, and there's like specific rules to that game. I'm assuming he's playing to 31. Oh, okay. Uh, he's always beat me by driving in on me with pure strength, which I can't stop. I've tried everything from lifting weights, covering his eyes and talking trash with no positive result. Um, slanty, slanty fit, slanty mouth yeah. emoji. What would we describe that? That that's like a, like yeah, a, bachelor mm, face. damn, kind of like uh, a disappointed face. Oh uh, yeah. I'm the smaller one with speed, jump, and shot. But as you guys know, scoring is much easier five feet away from the rim versus 15 to 30 feet away. Losing is especially annoying because I have an insatiable appetite for winning, and I get furious if I don't. Wait, is this Stephen Lim, uh, Lim on a burner account here? This Maybe. sounds like Stephen's fury when he loses. About? I don't. I could totally see Stephen saying, like, I went to the gym and trained relentlessly because I can't stand the thought of losing again, which I actually respect. I respect the drive. Uh, moving on here. Finish my question is, one, how would you go about getting that dub against my friend? And W now stands for... Win. Or dub stands for W, which is win, right? Yes, that's right. Could also stand for the, the Warriors, because they call them Dub Nation Warriors, but... What? Yeah, the win. <clears throat> what strategy slash tactics would you recommend? How can I go, quote, Kobe in the fourth quarter? Mm, Unsolved nice. reference. Bomber mentality. How's that Two. A, an unsolved? That's a that's a sports reference, not an unsolved reference. I said it in an unsolved episode once. That's Two, how do you guys handle situations in life where you want to win so bad, but you're out of ideas? Please feel free to answer one, both, or none of the questions. Okay, let's answer none. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm certain there are much question? more pressing questions and issues from other people. Ah, no, your question's plenty good. Shaq has made one three-point shot over his 19-year NBA career. Oh, Derek shit. That's a crazy stat. I had no Jumble idea. Buns. Jumble buns. Jumble buns. Um, hmm. That is a weird stat. Does he dunk? Oh, I mean, Shaq was an unstoppable force. One might say the most dominant force to ever play the game. Shaq's a dunker? Uh, yes, he is a dunker. <laughs> wow. He's not a... That's what, that's what yes. happens when you're seven foot one, 365 pounds, and can move like a guard in the paint it's pretty insane uh quick feet for a big man anyways yes this is a what do you think about this one shane's it's your question i don't know i don't have a lot to say about this because i don't i've don't play basketball and i don't um i would say this i picked this because i have um as someone who is not athletic i've obviously been in a lot of situations specifically earlier in my life when I had no choice but to participate in these things, uh, you know, various gym classes and such. Um, I think you, like, I, I think you should quit. I think you should stop playing. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think you're meant for this and <laughs> just give up. Stop playing. Um, you should get really into chess or something uh, or swimming or maybe uh, something that, uh, what did he say he was? I'm the one with speed, jump and shot. Um, yeah. Yeah. It really doesn't sound like basketball's your thing. So I guess just hang it up. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a lot to no. say. No. Uh, what? No. What do you, you mean? No. Sorry. It's just. Uh, can we? Is it? Are we able to just like cut out your entire answer? I mean, you can. <laughs> I. Ste- I can say Steven, it was good advice. A, it's. This I'm is a, a good one for you to answer, Stephen, because Stephen has never beat me on one on one, despite him trying very hard. Uh, I'll be false. honest. I that mostly false, picked this because I knew it would that make not you false. guys. You guys would would dirty talk each other. You know, <laughs> dirty talk. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, this guy reminds Ryan me a lot of me. Stephen Lim be, because Stephen, I played ten times in a row and beat him ten times in a row, despite me begging him to stop playing because he was he was exhausting me to the point where it was getting annoying. Uh, so, <laughs> Stephen, this is a good question for you to answer. <laughs> yeah, before we move on, Derek, I was being funny with my quit. I'm basically saying what I would do, but as someone who uh, is. Uh, has a complete lack of any sort of competitive drive. Um, I am not uh, probably your best role model here. It sounds like you enjoy basketball and you should probably keep playing it because um, I don't know. Winning the joy isn't of basketball everything. is competing. Huh? That's the joy of basketball and sports. Obviously, you want to win, but at the end of the day, all you want to do is compete. It's is it about it competition? Out. I thought it was about just sort of dribbling and and be hanging around that's how i play the game i play the game to compete whether or not i'm going to win or lose the idea that you're after a goal and you could either uh, attain it or not is exciting to me and it's uh what gets you to go back that's absolutely ghastly Mm, that's what what most people play most athletes play that way (sighs) drives them. and by the way i i'm being facetious about cutting shane's answer i I do respect your answer 100%. It's just very funny how different of people we are and the fact that we came together to start this company. It's just, that's why it works. You need three <laughs> you know different what? perspectives and different people guess, to make something work. I guess I'm just a bit of a nihilist, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Shane, would, you, would it be accurate to say, well, actually, I think I could describe Stephen and I as we hate losing more than we enjoy winning. That is my mentality usually. Uh, uh, no, that's not me at all, by the way. Speak for yourself, that's not me. I that, love losing. That is me. I do not like losing. I hate losing. I've always hated losing. I learn a lot more from losing, but that's not doesn't that's not to say that I'm like, I hope I lose today so I can win uh, so I can learn something. I love losing because I love learning. Yeah. One thing I love and I've found this is a fun shortcut um to to being a a loser but still being satisfied is if you're um, playing someone who's very competitive in anything. And this doesn't always work, but um, you can really lean into the losing to the point mm-hmm. where it's very obvious that you don't respect whatever's occurring, like the nature of the uh, g- the competition. And that is an extremely passive-aggressive way to, to feel superior. Um, it, it robs them of any sort of victory, and it's just a... 
I mean, granted, it's a miserable way to live, and uh, <laughs> you certainly won't have a lot of friends, but it is very fun. So, something uh, and that, about. that that actually style doesn't really do much to me either, just because, like I said, I I hate losing more than I enjoy winning. So when I win, I'm not like up in arms about. It. I'm not like, wow, this is the greatest day ever, or I'm in your face kind of thing. It's more just like, okay, I could rest easy tonight. Uh, it's not, it's not. So if someone were to be You'll like, be sobbing into your pillow. Yeah. So if someone were to be like, all right, well, you did it. I'd be like, okay, next person. Uh, that would be my mentality. Usually, that's a little bit scary. Uh, but I will say Next. that mentality is mainly only in basketball and some select video games. It's things would you that say I feel it's like also would you at. would you say it's also in love? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Next. <clears throat> in yeah, love exactly. and ba- I was just making yeah. a in love and basketball. Joke. Oh yeah, a great film. Um, but uh, I will say going back to the me and Stephen thing, uh, Derek, it's worth mentioning. Stephen is taller than me uh so there's that steven's Stop huge spreading lies on this podcast you haven't steven is seven you're saying, seven you're saying i've never won before that's completely a lie it's actually completely true uh, no it's not yes you win most is. of the time but not most of the time every before. time <laughs> no you have not beat me before why do you, you have never beat memory me on this you you tell the stories there's all no the time way. and you're so wrong on it Steven, i could play you 20 times in a row and i would beat oh you all God. 20 times <laughs> ryan we're gonna go play one on one. Let's get tested and let's go play. And let's play twenty times and let's find out. I love it. I love it. You I really love. see this is this is why sports this are is fun. unbelievable. See th- what's happening no, right now I, between Stephen and I. I don't care I, I that you're better than thing. me. I just yeah. care that you're lying to the people about the fact. <laughs> I'm not though. I'm not lying. <laughs> that's the that's the crazy part here. There was one night where you beat me like <laughs> seven times in a row. Yes, I admit I lost every time that night. But I have yeah. we played we used to play basketball like one on one all the time. And you I do remember that. all the other nights that we played. Steven was trying to train to play basketball, so he he dragged me out to this court to play over and over and over again. Uh, and it was no, tiresome. We went, we went to your court at your apartment. Yes, that's right. And uh, over and over and over again, relentless in his pursuit. Uh, and. Uh, I don't recall you ever winning because I, re- I recall that, that if that did happen, it would infuriate me to a point where I, 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 I would immediately request a refund <laughs> or yeah, a, a rematch. One rather. night I didn't win, but that he seems to think that was the story of our entire lives. I, I, All right, let's answer I the question I don't believe, before I, don't believe I you. throw up. But by the way, for computer. everyone that's listening right now that thinks this is an animo- uh, there's animosity here, this is just the joy of sports here. It gets your blood <laughs> moving. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's the the joy of competing uh and i think some people sometimes see when people get competitive and they're like turned off by it or they're just like oh those guys must hate each other when in actuality it's the greatest form of respect because after you're done competing you shake hands you go that was a good game like the competition and you move on there's a mutual respect there for anyone who's willing to compete uh and that's that but uh i agree look all right i'll answer the question seriously now okay yeah how would I go about getting the W against my friend? What strategies and tactics would I recommend? Okay, if you're stronger, or no, sorry, if you're faster and you have a better shot, you actually should be able to take this victory occasionally. Shoot yeah. some threes. Uh, that'll help you to um, rack up points a lot faster. Secondly, one thing on defense, to, to defend somebody who's bigger than you, okay, and this is going to get, Maybe may too technical for this podcast, but hey, we're going to get there. Yeah, why not? 
watch Andre Iguodala highlights. The dude is constantly battling people who are bigger than him. And or Draymond Green's them. probably even Draymond Green, uh, a better Tony Allen. One thing that they do really well is they'll get the ball <laughs> with the biggest yawn I've ever seen <laughs> in, the, in the third panel. No, it's okay. <laughs> Defend the ball before it even gets up. So you can anticipate them with the ball here in their you know their position where they want a triple threat. And before they go up to shoot, you want to stop the ball from going up and strip them before it gets too high for you to reach. That's one thing that I've seen Iggy do really well. Um, secondly, all you can all you can really do is just make shots. Like Steph Curry versus Shaq, one-on-one, I'm taking Steph Curry. I know that Shaq is 10 times bigger, will dunk every time, but Steph Curry's not going to miss from three. So you yeah. got to work on your shot. Uh, uh, and, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, keep going. Yeah, I, I have some tips because I'm a, I'm a smaller dude, so I've had to yeah, guard well, oh, bigger you, people my entire well, why life. Why don't you go to tips uh, first because um, I want to talk about the winning later, like this whole yeah, this sucks uh, to lose thing. It, it, there's nothing there's other short people that want to play basketball there's there's nothing that's going to stop you I've, I've played a lot of one on one matches in my day and I haven't lost many of them <laughs> so, so and I'm going to and I realize how that sounds and I don't care uh, but the, the <laughs> thing is that when you are getting backed in which is the go to move if you're a bigger person you just back in the smaller person that is they turn their back to you and they use their strength and leverage to just push you closer and closer to the rim until they could turn around and just basically shoot over you uh what you want to do is you want to use your body um and by that i mean lean on them as an angle you're using leverage to prevent them from using their strength to overpower you and when you do this they are feeling they will eventually get comfortable with your leverage and you could play with that you could do something called pulling the chair which is when you uh, are leaning on them and they're, okay, I'm going to use all my strength to lean back on you, you immediately step away and they will fall on their ass. It's called pulling the chair. You could do that and you could keep them off balance so that they can't use their post moves as readily as they would. Uh, Something that's effective if they're backing you in. It sounds like this person is just uh, barreling into you, in which case the best thing you could do is stay in front of them, uh, move your feet, Try to keep your body parallel to them, not using either of your feet in front of the other because then they'll attack that foot. And then uh, just stick in front of them. And if that's the case, the only way they get through you is by running you over, which is a foul. So uh, that's the best thing you could do. But you also got to remember, as much as you can't defend them, because you're faster, you have the jumping ability and the shooting ability, they also can't defend you. So it becomes an also a, a game of keeping the ball out of their hands is also maybe the best defense. And making them chase you around will eventually tire them out, uh, which is something I've also used in the past. Uh, I, it occurred to me some actual good advice, and I, I don't know basketball that well. So if I'm way off here, then let me know. Um, but one thing you could do is put thumbtacks in his sneakers. <laughs> Or bite him while you're could, playing. You could you could Kevin McAllister it and yeah, and Home Alone this guy. Yeah, put some monster goo on the court. <laughs> yeah, you do the reverse Bucky Barnes. You don't put newspaper in his sneakers. You put thumbtacks. <laughs> hey, you remember uh, when you used to put uh, uh, newspaper in your sneakers? <laughs> which is why we know they have a great friendship, Bucky yeah, Barnes and Captain. It's the America. only conversation anyway, uh, they ever have. Why are people so attached to that character? I don't know. 
Um, he sucks. But he's boring. Number two, that there, those are some good things you could you could use in your matches. And if those don't work, then let's move to number two here. How do you handle situations where you want to win so bad but you're out of ideas? Sometimes you have to accept that the player is better than you. There's been a couple people I've played one on one who simply were bigger and stronger than me and faster. And I'm also in one to. If I think I have the possibility to win, I will compete with every ounce that there is in me and do everything I can to possibly win. But if I know I've done that a couple times and they're just beating me, I have no problem just being like, okay, this person's better than me. That's fine. It's the gray area that I can't stand when I know, oh, wait a second, this person isn't just better than me. I could win here. That's when you then work hard, train hard, employ tactics, things like that. But there is no shame in saying that like this person is just bigger, stronger, faster, and better, and that's that. It doesn't mean you have to stop playing basketball because at the end of the day, like I said, it is nice to win, but the reason why you should play basketball is because of the love of the sport, the passion, and the competition. And if you like all three of those things, you're never going to get tired of it, which is why I agree. it's good in character building. It teaches you how to accept losing, which is much more valuable than it is to... Uh, learn how to win. That's why I think I every kid should play sports. It teaches them the value of losing, which a lot of people I think think sports are great because they teach you teamwork. I think they're great because they teach people at a young age how to accept losing, uh, which is a valuable lesson, something that you'll see that trickles down the rest of your life and maybe forms man babies like, uh, say, a president of ours. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I don't yeah, think that guy um, knows how to take a loss. For me, playing basketball... Even though Ryan thinks it's all about winning for me, it's it's not. Um, I the reason that I do anything is because I want to be excellent at it and give it my all. And if I know I've done that to my to the best of my ability, then I'm content. Um, and win, lose, or draw, like yeah, Ryan, I'll admit, on average, is better than I am at basketball. However, you know, doesn't mean I can't give him a run for his money. It doesn't mean I can't try. But look, the boy's been playing basketball since he was like five. I started playing basketball when I was in college. He's got like 20 years on me. And uh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? It just happens. He's He's got a better jump shot. Um, why am I saying things about Ryan? Just uh, just faster, stronger. He's, he's faster. Uh, he can jump higher. Um, he does have uh, a lot of muscle tech in him. And I want to... I want to... Um, well, that's another sacrifice. good option. Just, just By the way, invent, the conversation that Steven tech. and I are having right now is uh, not one that guy... Actually, though, it is one that I've seen guys often have. I think a lot of people think that there, rightfully so, is a lot of toxic masculinity when it comes to sports, but more often than not, you'll see these conversations where guys will go, damn, that was a good shot, or, oh, you got me that game, which is, like, not like... So they say nice things about the toxic masculinity. Is what you're well, saying. no, they don't... It's no, not no, to no, say no. that, like, you lose immediately, like, they're gonna start fist fighting or something. <laughs> It's uh, those are people who did not learn how to lose, by the way. Uh, and then that's why when you see something like uh, sportsmanship on like a, a stage like the NBA, uh, I don't know if any of you have watched The Last Dance, but when teams got eliminated from the playoffs, not going over to shake the other team's hand is a real chump move. Nasty, nasty. Uh, and, Talking and about just not something that Thomas. shows there's. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm not. You named him, but yeah, yes, him. Uh, the guy, uh, it, it just shows a, a lack of respect, which everyone should approach any kind of competition with. There should be a mutual respect for the person you're playing. 
Even if you guys are busting each other's balls like Steven and I did, uh, at the end of the day, there's still a mutual respect there, and that's why sports are amazing. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. I think we all agree sports should be illegal. Um, If anyone has any uh, (laughs) questions or anything to submit for a future episode or updates, swing on patreon.com slash watcher or send them over to hwydpod at gmail.com. Any closing thoughts, boys? Yeah, I think this person should have sent a video of um, a game so that me and Ryan could have analyzed the gameplay. Yes, we could break down the tape. Yeah, okay, so send, send it up to me on Twitter. Yeah, tweet, tweet, tweet we'll it at Ryan. Some, we'll, we'll get some good tweets. Uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>